Hey guys, welcome back to the Lunch Bunch. Do 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 do. Two separate songs happening right it's now. It's the Lunch Bunch. We really need. To- so <laughs> it's like, so well, it's like gonna be like. So with this, should it be like? Do 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 do. It's the Lunch Bunch. No, or like, that was no. bad. Actually, that, that, was really like, bad. that would be cute though. We'll think of something <clears throat> eventually. But for now, we'll just have Kyle sing us in every episode until we have yeah, a more a professional intro. Every okay, wait, how, how's this one? Do 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 do. It's the lunch bunch. Oh, can you add some <laughs> uh, beatboxing to that? It, I feel like it needs a little rhythm. Oh, you know? yes. hey. It's the lunch bunch. Hey. Oh. That was there we go. Good. There we go. Okay. Uh, those were all very bad. <laughs> I like the last um, one. But yeah, so. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> but here we are. Um, the Lunch Bunch is back together on this Tuesday Wednesday. afternoon. Wednesday. Wednesday. I've lost track of time. <laughs> we, all. we all. I'm just so lost, guys. That's okay. Aww. You can be lost during this time. Speaking of being lost. Ooh, that's segue. <laughs> wow. I think we were talking about something important for uh, the younger viewers. And it's about professional development as a young person. <laughs> yeah. How do I say that professionally? We, yeah. How do I make I that mean, sound we, better? The, today, we're, the topic of conversation is just being a young professional, our experiences, our background, stuff we've learned, but and what we would tell our younger selves. So mm-hmm. do you guys remember your first job? What was your first job? Like our first job job or yeah, first, first job first ever. Job? Yeah, first job ever that you've ever held oh. that you were getting paid for. Oh. I um I was a I worked at a Hawaii gas company. Oh. Um, and I was basically scraping off uh old paint from those propane those big fat propane tanks and then repainting them white. Wow. I, that was the bulk of my job. How um, old it was were very you? hard labor. Uh, I was eighteen. Okay. Nice. Okay. Nice. So right it was out of a high summer school. job. Oh, summer <laughs> yeah. job before college, kind of thing. Yeah, and I did it. I think three times. Oh, okay. Nice. I think those yeah. types of jobs build character. They do. Hard labor in the hot sun, taking off all that paint, <laughs> breathing in the fumes. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. My first job was, it's kind of embarrassing because whenever people ask me, I'm like, uh, it was at Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> oh, same yeah. as Jack. I know. <laughs> oh, really? Jack used yeah. to work at Abercrombie and yeah. Fitch? That's nice. so funny. I could see him working there, actually. That's hilarious. Oh, I would God. not expect that. I know. He has yeah, they were, to people. <laughs> they were recruiting at UH. It was just, it was my freshman year at UH and I was walking back to the dorms. And these two girls were standing near the dorms and they're like, oh, do you have a job right now? And I was like, no, I don't have a job right now. They're like, oh, we're hiring. Would you want to interview? And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) And then I got a job (laughs) and it was minimum wage. When I started working, I'm sure you guys remember, minimum wage was like $7.11 or something like that. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it was. It was. I was working low, for yeah. seven dollars an hour. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, that's Ew. like one yeah. lunch. Not <laughs> even <laughs> one lunch is like ten dollars. I would have to work two, two hours. Yeah, two hours just to get food. That's yeah. crazy. Actually, seven dollars is like one large boba drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I would spend it like no tomorrow. Every paycheck, it would it was gone already. I was not very good Same. at. it managing my money but what about you guys what was your first jobs my first job was um at a mochi shop which is like so funny because I'm Japanese and it was like my friend's mom's (laughs) place (laughs) I just made mochi and sold mochi in ala moana food court yeah I feel like that's very fitting for you Reina I know it's so Asian (laughs) no but like your personality I just want to yeah. point out that you've never uh, made us mochi. 
Yeah. Oh, what's up with why that? Why is that, Raina? Why is that? Come on, Raina. How, dude? Raina. I would like to request a strawberry with Nutella. <laughs> dude, no, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, too. you always I made it. I made it for my sister recently, kind of. I'll make one for you guys. Maybe Christmas. Yes. Thank you. Yay. We can do an Christmas. ASMR yep, segment next episode and just eat more right? while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- funny, Shanika. What was your first job? Um, so f- funny thing, I actually never applied for a job ever. So my first job, I actually got DM'd for it. I got a DM from Urban Outfitters Hawaii when they were first opening up, and <clears throat> the Instagram social media manager at the time was like. She was kind of like, oh my gosh, like I saw your work and she was just like saying, can we hire you to manage the social media for us? And then that's kind of how I got started with like my first job ever. And I think this was back in like, I want to say 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was sometime, sometime between 2015 to 2016. Like, yeah. When they first opened up was when I like hopped on, and were then you after that thing though, like <clears throat> before that, since you had oh you were just kind of doing work for fun, oh like creative work. I was freelancing. I was freelancing, oh okay actually. okay. Hey, so, that counts. Yeah, I was oh. working with a friend <laughs> who owns like a really popular like video company here now, and I was just working as like a contractor, like a video editor and like a second shooter. So I guess that was like. I want to say that's my first freelance job, but like my first like job job with like insurance and 401k and all that stuff was my Instagram like social manager for Urban Outfitters. And then they like coupled that up with like being a sales associate because they were like, oh, you can work for us, but you also have to work the floor. So, Mm. yeah, that's how I started. Yeah. Sorry. One thing we forgot to do was um, tell the viewers what we ate for lunch oh, <clears throat> oh. so I'll, I'll i'll start um i ate a chicken katsu plate all rice uh with chili pepper water on my rice because that's Ooh. how i like to eat it chili pepper water my dad's special chili pepper water sounds good so good <laughs> i had a musubi and a salad it was okay. <laughs> what kind of musubi? Just a regular spam musubi. And it, yeah, that was the good part. The oh. salad was kind of me. I had a Pokemon from Ono's. <laughs> We're all so local oh, that today. Sounds so Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, it, was, it was very satisfying. I had a late breakfast, so it was brunch. But I had the local deluxe breakfast from McDonald's. Ooh. Oh, I love I that. Yeah. That was your lunch? That was my lunch because I woke up late. Oh, (laughs) okay. What's new? What's new? I know, right? (sighs) Wait, I thought you were starting to wake up early. Well, see, I woke up at like 7 a.m. today and I was like, oh, that's too early. So I went back to sleep. (laughs) And I woke up again at 9 and I was like, I'm still tired. So I went back to sleep. And then I had like a phone call. And after that phone call, I went back to sleep. And then I mm. ate. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, so I guess moving into our segment topic. Well, we're still talking about our segment. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask like when you think back to your first job and entering the workforce, do you remember like kind of your thoughts going into the job? Like I Every time I would go to work or for my first job, I would always think like the like very short term in terms of like how I treated the job, how I would treat each paycheck. It was a very short term mentality. So I was going to ask you guys like, oh, if you think back to that time during that very first job, like did you know it would I I think um, like Shanika, for example, your first job kind of led into a whole career path, whereas I feel like everyone else, it was kind of like a a job for just job's sake. So kind of your mentality when you were young and working that first job. Can I, can I talk about um, like post-college instead? Yeah. Yeah. Because 
that the summer job for me, I was just trying to make money. Like that's literally <laughs> all. It had nothing to do with anything I wanted to do. It was just something my dad said, you should work. So go work at uncle's company. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. Um, but, you know, right after college, I kind of worked as a freelancer. Um, I was actually working for my mentor. Um, and I can't say his name. Wait, why, why can't we say people's names? I mean, I guess we can. I just... I don't know. I guess, no. like, don't name drop companies, but we can mention names. I think that's okay. Okay, I'm just going to say it because I, because, yeah, Gerard Elmore. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to He's, wait, do that again? Do that again without laughing. Gerard Elmore. Um, yeah, no. So I was interning with him a little bit during college. Uh, he was my first internship. And, you know, he kind of, supplied me with uh freelance jobs after college but other than that i was i was also doing um other freelance jobs with other contractors just here and there but the main bulk of it was through gerard um yeah and i guess my my thoughts going into it was just to refine myself as an editor i kind of put myself in that position where i was just like you know i'm good at this um I'm good at editing, so I'll just continue doing that and just I, I can make money from it. So it's mm-hmm. just works out for me. Mm-hmm. That was my thoughts going into into it. I think that just goes to show how important it is to have like a mentor in college, because then I feel like when we don't have mentorship, we're kind of walking through life with a blind eye. But because like Gerard really showed you like the ropes and he gave you opportunities to like really learn on the field, I think that really helped you with your craft. Oh, completely. Yeah. I owe it to Gerard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Hunter? Um, I, so I guess my, my path that led me to my career now, my first job had nothing to do with what I'm doing now. It was just a retail job in college to make money. And then I actually didn't know what I wanted to do going into college. I started as an environmental science major, actually, and I started taking biology classes. And I was like, yeah, I was like, no, I don't want to I don't want to do that. And So I switched. I switched like three times and (laughs) I switched to pre-med for a little bit. I was like, okay, I want to be a pediatrician. I want to work with kids. And then I started taking more biology classes. And you I was did like, pre-med? Yeah, yeah, I did pre-med for like oh, wow. uh, not even a oh semester. I was like, no, that's not probably what I should be doing either. I don't like it. And then I switched to pre-law. I was like, okay, maybe I'll go to law school. <laughs> maybe that's the path we'll go down. Law- lawyers make a lot of money, right? And so um, I oh started kind of oh setting my myself God, for pre-law. Yeah. And then um, I went to a counselor and they're like, you know, you don't have to have a specific undergrad degree to go to law school. You can go to undergrad for anything and then just go to apply to law school after. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll think of something that can apply to anything. Journalism. That's pretty standard. And I was like, and then I told my dad, I was like, oh, I'm switching my major to journalism. And he's like, you're not going to make any money. Like, <laughs> journalists don't make a lot of money. Are you sure that's what you want to do? So I had like a small mini breakdown in college. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I want to do. I was undecided <laughs> for like a whole semester. And then I just decided to go with business, thinking that it was a pretty safe bet. And it was. And I actually mm-hmm. ended up enjoying it a lot, especially the marketing side of it. And I feel like business majors get a bad rap for good reason sometimes <laughs> because it's just a very, I think it's a very standard, very safe major to have. But what I really like about business in general mm-hmm. is it, I think at, at its core, it's like very people oriented, mm-hmm. like you, especially marketing. I feel like if anything, marketing is just getting a company to communicate with potential clients. So it's a lot of working with people, a lot of communication, a lot of trying to figure out how people think and how people buy and stuff like that. So I think that part of it is fun. But yeah, um, yeah that was kind of the the struggle I had when I was in school. I didn't have a clear path to where I am now. What about you guys?
That's comforting, though. And I think we all, you know, have that of not knowing what to do. Um, I think for me, I like like you guys, I had like a job in high school just to have a job. And you're like, just to have some cash instead of asking your parents for money all the time. Yeah, so then I worked um, at a mochi shop and then I worked at a musubi shop. <laughs> and then I worked at a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> a Japanese anime or something. No, it's because my mom had a lot of connections to people with um, Japanese restaurants. So I ended up working at these places. And then I remember at that time, like when I was working at the restaurant, like near the in the beginning, it was fun because it was fast paced. And then near the end, I was always really irritated because <laughs> I felt like I was wasting my time. I was like, oh, there's so much time. And it's like we're working at night. And yeah. like, it's not like you get paid a lot, but also <laughs> just so much energy into, you know, you're not honing anything like your craft. You're not there's no skills that right. I felt like. I was gaining after a certain point, you know, and then my cousin's a wedding photographer and then she mm. met Jack at a wedding um, that they were doing together because he's a wedding videographer. And then she called me and was like, oh, like they're hiring and they're totally your style. So contact them right now, like email them right now. And she was on the phone with me. She's like, no, like right now, right now. And I was like, OK. And I was like going online and then I emailed him. And that's how I got wow. like my foot in the door in the wedding industry wedding video industry wait i have a question yeah wait weren't you like an acm major yeah 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 so that was i was working at the restaurant in the beginning when i was in acm um oh so i didn't know what i wanted to do so i was taking liberal arts and then i enrolled to be an architecture student and then one summer i was in japan and then i was like oh i really don't want to go into architecture and then I knew that I wanted to do video, but in the beginning, mm. I didn't really think it was a good choice just because I think I felt guilty because like um, on my grandma's side or like my family in Japan, my cousin's a doctor and like my uncle's a doctor and my grandpa's a doctor. And it's like this, they didn't expect me to be a doctor. They expected my cousin who's one year older than me because wow. he's a guy to be the doctor of the family. But I feel like I felt like I had to be something good, like, I don't know, mm -hmm. in the whole society, like the whole thing. Right. So I thought architecture was like, I was like, oh, that sounds like a good, a good choice. Like, they'll be proud of me, like if I was an architect. And then, you know, I was like, you know, eco-friendly designs and stuff. That sounds cool. And then I was like, no, I'm not good at math. Like, I can't. I can't be an architect. But it's not like they put a lot of pressure on me. But I think as it got closer to, like, the time to go back to school, like, after summer, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to drop all the classes. And I think I'm just going to try to do video because it's what I like. And that's when I, like, in the beginning of ACM, I didn't. I still worked yeah. at the restaurant. And then my cousin introduced me to Jack. And then... I was just happy to have a job where I can hold a camera, like instead mm -hmm. of waiting tables. I was like, I don't care if it's a wedding, I don't care what it is. Like I'm just so happy. I'm sensing like a like a theme here that you could touch on for younger professionals, which is um having like an expectation on yourself to do or to perform mm -hmm. at a certain level or to perform at a in a way mm -hmm. or do like a job that you think would please your family. Um and sometimes this is inflicted on them by their parents, but sometimes this is self-inflicting. So maybe you could talk about how you overcame that a little bit. And Ashinika, I know, I know that you also went through something like this, and even you, Hunter. So maybe you guys, we can all talk about this. Right. And I think, I think it's one of like I like how you said some things. It's like your parents inflicted upon you and your family, but for me, like. My parents were very nice about everything. They're like, oh, you want to be in architecture? Like, go into architecture. Like, you want to go, like, travel? Go travel. Like, just do what you want to do. Just, you know, don't hurt people. And, you know, don't be a bitch. And don't, so you know, don't do anything though. to hurt people. But, you know, do what you <laughs> want to do. But I don't. So it's like, mm -hmm. I still don't know why, like, I felt that way. 
because it's not like my grandparents made me feel any certain way. Like they weren't like, oh, like she wants to go into film or like art, you know, like they were never like that. But I don't know why I feel guilty or I felt guilty. I don't know if it's just like, I don't I wonder if it was because of the educational environment you were in. Because, like, our generation can be very competitive sometimes, especially in the, in, like, the yeah, I don't, and, like, video industry. I think, okay, well, I know one thing. I thought about it for, I thought about it at one point, like, recently. And I think looking back at that time, I was really scared to go into film or, but I think, um, yes, yeah, so I was thinking recently back on why I was reluctant to go into video. And I think anything art or like video photography related was something I was interested in. But it's like a part of me, it's kind of deep inside is like, this is something that you could pursue. But I think I was really scared because I liked it so much. And it's like, what if you go into it? And this is like your passion, you know, like that you think of your as a hobby. It's like, what if you fail? at this thing that you really like. And I think that would have hurt me a lot more than me failing at architecture. Cause it's like, I don't have an emotional connection to architecture. So I was like, you know, if I work really hard, maybe I can do it. But I think with video or anything, I was like, I like it so much. And I think it's like, if you go for it, you have to be really good or else, you know, what else do you have if you can't even be good at something that you like? And I think that was what was holding me back in the beginning. But I'm glad I changed my decision. Shanika, do you want to kind of touch on this? Because I know, like, for your story, your mom wanted you to be, to go into, like, nursing. So for me, like, I feel like it's kind of customary almost for, like, Filipino parents to want their kids to become nurses and doctors and lawyers because you know they came from a place of poverty and so it's just like they want that financial security and that financial future for their kids or like a secure future for their kids so I understand like why that is such a common theme around like Asian American like parents and their kids so for me like my mom wanted me to become a nurse so bad. Um, and it got to the point where I would have to hide my career choices from her, like all throughout high school and then going into college. Like I was telling her like, oh, you know, I'm like majoring in, I hear a dog. Um, oh, you know, like I'm majoring in business, you know, and like I'm, you know, doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm not mentioning like that I'm, going into filmmaking I'm not mentioning that I'm doing video or photography because I was scared you know like I was scared of the repercussions I would get for pursuing something that I cared about and that I loved as opposed to something that would guarantee like a financial security almost and so like I remember fighting with my mom like literally like from high school all the way up until probably like last year <laughs> so that was like seven years of my life literally fighting with her and proving to her that I could make a living out of doing film and photography I think that's why like my career in that field started out kind of at an early age for me it's because I kind of already had this determination to prove my family wrong <laughs> because there was just so much pressure for me to be something else that I hated and that I never wanted to do And it just gave me so much more like motivation to prove to them like, no, I can do this on my own and I don't need your help. So like, yeah, that's. So where are they now? Where are they now with that? With your career choice? Honestly, now I feel like they're so much more supportive now than they've ever been before. Um And I think it's because I haven't asked them for money in so long. (laughs) Cause like that was my number one goal. I was like, I'm going to get to a point where I don't even have to ask for an allowance or for any financial help from my parents. Cause I never wanted that to be a burden for them. And so, yeah, like 
it took a really long time though for me because I needed to charge properly and I was lowballing myself for a really long time. So I so that was an issue too because then my mom was like, Oh, see, I told you you wouldn't be able to have financial security with this career. I mean, look at you, you're lowballing people, people aren't paying you <clears throat> what you're worth and like you're doing so much work for so little money and so that too came with the territory and it comes with the territory even here in Hawaii even more so because like the cost of living here is expensive but I think with this pandemic um my freelance gigs and like my current employment have saved me a lot of financial stress <laughs> so I think that's why my parents now are a lot more supportive of it because they're they thought that when this pandemic happened like I would have to quit everything but I didn't and it's still like sustaining me and so I think now they're just like oh okay I see it now I, I get it <laughs> so they've they're a lot more supportive now yeah so it took till now you think like uh yeah wow I feel like I feel like still they're still kind of hesitant about it because uh, I feel like in like Filipino families, especially with like the parents and the relatives, they tend to have this um, this kind of gossipy nature where they would gossip about their kids and they would brag about their kids to each other. Whenever they would have family reunions, they'd be like, oh, what's your kid doing now? And they'd like brag about their kid being a lawyer or a doctor and they're so successful. And then here I am and they're like, oh, my daughter does like film. And they're just like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, she does film. Like, okay. I feel As that pain. Mm -hmm. I feel great. that yeah. pain. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. Shanika's an amazing yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, Shanika yeah. and Reina. Watch um, her film. But I, I've, I've been to like family like parties and then I have this one uncle, his name is Uncle, I'm not going to say, I have this one <laughs> uncle and and he and he he always says like, oh, so what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, like I'm, you know, this is when I'm kind of in college, like about to graduate and he, or like maybe a year after. He's like, oh, I'm like, oh, like I've been like, doing film and you know i'm trying to be like maybe a producer or something he's like film oh you're not gonna make very much money and this has happened to me before oh. that too like even before i went into college i, I think <laughs> it was at like a my dad's some something some kind of like conference and then this some this guy who doesn't even know me he comes up he's like one of my dad's like workers or whatever and he's like oh what do you do and i'm like oh I'm, i want to be a filmmaker and he was like filmmaker like oh you're not gonna you're not gonna make much money then, yeah. I guess we. I guess you're not gonna be the breadwinner, huh? So like, oh those, are, those are things that really like hurt me. But at the same time, yeah. these are things that I think you can turn around, right? And Definitely. and use it against those thoughts in your mind, right. like the mm -hmm. things that they say. Like you can fight it and be like, no, you can have the determination. Like I am gonna make this happen right. because this is what I love to do. Um, and. You know, I think the main thing is just following that passion and following that drive. I think too often we let other people dictate what we want to do or what what we should do. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Hunter? Yeah. I was I was gonna say it sounds like you know getting pushback from family is always hard, but it sounds like it's coming from a good place. And I yeah. I actually had. Um, a similar experience, not to the same degree, because I, I feel like my degree, my undergrad degree is really easy for my parents to understand. It's like very straightforward, very black and white. Like, yeah, she has a business degree. That's good. But um, I told my dad that I wanted to be in marketing specifically. And he gave me the same pushback where he was like, you know, you're not going to make much money there. You can't you can only go so far with marketing. But what I really liked about marketing as I've told you guys before, is like it's the perfect balance between strategy and creative. And I just love existing in that space. So I, I really enjoyed it. And it was mm -hmm. one of my favorite things to learn about. 
So that's why I doubled in finance was just to make my dad happy because he just kept pushing back and saying, you're not going to make money. You're not going to make money. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll study finance too. Does that make you happy? And I'm actually glad that I studied it because I think it plays a role in kind of the career path that I'm heading down. But something that I'm hearing from all of your experiences too and mine is like, you really have to roll with the punches as a young professional, like there's constantly going to be pushback and you just have to trust your gut and what yeah. you want to do. Cause if you mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm experiencing that right now in my current role, like it's not exactly what I want to be doing, but I decided to take the job because my, my parents told me to, like my parents said it would be a good mm-hmm. career fit. And I think it was a really great learning experience for me going down my career path is like, yeah, you do kind of have to be selfish. You do have to kind of be a little, crazy and go off the rails and not listen to what other people say as hard as it may be um because you're always going to get that pushback it's always going to be there people don't won't always understand what you're trying to achieve or trying to do so it's it's just cool to hear you guys like overcome all of those those naysayers especially your uncle and that guy you didn't Mm -hmm. know kyle you didn't even know you (laughs) that yeah i mean i can't believe it i mean i couldn't believe my ears when that happened but (laughs) You know, it's it's something that sticks with you and it's something that you you th- like something I think about not all the time, but sometimes and I'm like, hey, like I'm it makes me even more it makes it even more gratifying to see where I am now. And, you know, right, you, right. and that's another thing mm-hmm. that I kind of want to touch on is that you have to give yourself some of that like congratulations or, you know, the, some of that. Um, yeah, I mean, congratulations. So you got to congratulate yourself sometimes like sometimes it might not it may not seem like you're taking steps forward but you are you're taking little steps forward and that's something that i still struggle with to this day and something that i know young professionals are going to struggle with especially like this next generation and especially millennials in general do you guys think you've experienced like on top of other people doubting you you doubting yourself like reina i know you mentioned like since it was your passion and something that you love chasing a career in filmmaking you had a lot more skin in the game than you would have if you went down a more tradition i don't want to say traditional but you know what i'm saying like a more black and white career path so do you guys remember a time where you felt a lot of self-doubt going down the career path you decided on oh hell yeah sure i mean a lot in the creative field too mm-hmm. you're always comparing yourself to other people and like other people's work and then like you look at the things that people make and you're just like yeah I mean even if I try really hard I don't even know if I can do that and if I can't even do that and I'm here in Hawaii like why am I even doing this and I get you know it you have those moments but then you're like ah just get better <laughs> you got to work hard and learn and then you improve but right. I mean, there's always doubts when there's always those days right. Right, when you compare your work to like people that have been doing it for a long time. And it's like at that time when you're watching it, you don't really think mm-hmm. about it. You're like, how are they so good? And you think they're like born good. But it's like, no, like, you know, they work and then they gain experience and they get better. But yeah. Yeah. We all have those moments. We all talked about it, you know, at work. Yeah. My self-doubt, honestly, it was my purpose in life. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Because, like, I feel like calling and purpose are two different things. Like, I know I'm called to do filmmaking and photography because I love it. That's my passion. But as far as purpose goes, I didn't really have a direction with it. Like, I knew I loved doing it, but, like, trying to find what fulfilled me more was a challenge and like, like what Reina said, I would like consistently compare myself to everyone else around me and to people mm-hmm. who are older than me and people who are so much more successful than I am, who have been in the industry longer than I have. And I'd be like, oh, I'm never going to get to that point. You know, like I'm looking at their work mm-hmm. and I'm doing research on what they use and what they do. And I'm just like, gosh, they're so smart and they're so talented and they're so young. And it's just like, I don't think I can get there. Like, I don't think I can get I can get to that level. And because I consistently, like, always nurtured that mindset, I always held myself back because I was always just like, well, I'm never going to get to that point anyway, so what's the use of trying? And then I think Kyle got this sense from me, like, even when we started working together, 
um, because then I would always say things like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I, you know, I wish I could do that. And then Kyle would always be like, instead of saying you wish, why don't you just try it? Just say you can do it. Just say you will do it. And I was like, it's such a like, like a simple like shift in your like mindset. But like, it really affects the way that you um, kind of live out the re- like, kind of how like you live out your life after that because then with that mindset now I'm kind of just like you know what yeah I will try it I'll try it and I'll see what happens because there's no harm in trying but then like I realize by trying you're progressing and as you're progressing then you're growing and then you're getting better and like honestly I think like only recently only like probably like last month I finally like stop doubting myself (laughs) because yeah it's I feel like as artists I feel like that's just something that we struggle with a lot because we are our own worst critics you know we're always judging our work and wishing and hoping that it was better and like we get bothered by the distance of where we are at now and where we want to be and we're looking we're focusing so much on the distance that we're not focusing on what we can do now to get to that point and so like yeah it was only last month that I started to like really realize that where my purpose was with filmmaking (laughs) and that was thanks to the pandemic honestly because I feel like the pandemic really sat me down and really made me realize or really made me assess like okay what are your priorities what do you care about you know what is there something in the world that you want to change that you want to see? And I remember hearing a quote from somebody that said, think globally, act locally. And I was so inspired by that because I was just like, you know what? That's true. Like do what you can in your local community. And because then that impact will like, you know, like the ripple effect, the butterfly effect, it'll ripple. And I was just like, okay, so what can I do now? Like, in my local community and honestly like Raina inspired me so much because her and Jack no for real though like you and Jack you guys are like donating your like skills and your talents to like local businesses that needed help that needed a platform to share their voice and what they were struggling through and you guys were literally putting together campaigns to like help them save their businesses and keep their doors open and I was so inspired by that because I was just like oh my god we need to see more of that we need to see more conscious creators not people who are always creating just to feel like you know like the superficialities of social media and like just noise just noise exactly like I was like oh my god I want to do that too and so like thanks to Reina (laughs) like I like it like helped me like realize okay I should I should start putting myself out there too and start trying to see how I can serve my community as well And I think with that, like, realization, I started to really repurpose my filmmaking so that it's not always purely for my own self-expression, but it's always with the intention of, okay, who am I serving when I'm creating this video? Am I, even if it's simple as, like, um, giving up, like, a portion of the proceeds to, like, a charity or, like, you know, just donating your time so that, a small business owner can share his voice on a platform and get more customers and get more people through the door. So I guess that's how I like fought self-doubt. I fought it by finding ways to give back. So, yeah. No, I just want to say thank you, Shanika. And it means so much that you say that because for our listeners, um, Shanika and I were in the first ACM class together And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember, but you showed your work and I went up to you and I was like, can I shadow you or something? Oh my God, you did. Oh, I totally forgot. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think you're like, no, I'm busy. No, you didn't say no, but I think I like came on too short. (gasps) Shanika, you said no. No, no, I, no, I, no, yeah, I don't, I'm sure. I don't remember, but I did come up to you after class or something, and I was like, I really like your work. Like, do you, can I, like, shadow, I don't shadow you for weddings or something? 
<laughs> it was in 310. Wait, I totally yeah. missed that. I couldn't hear you. Oh, it was in 310. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. I just think it's like, it's one of those things. It's funny because it's like we went to school together and then like we worked on yeah. so many things together. Like we ended up working together so much and like we still do. Like even in ACM, like we work on, you would work on my film and then we did the documentary together in like yeah. right after college, at the end of college. And then yeah. like I came to work with you at NMG and then like we do weddings together. I know. The business thing, they're like, oh, do you have any other videographers you recommend? I was like, um, I only recommend Shanika because she's the only one that... <laughs> can do it like good <laughs> yeah oh yeah. that's so cute though because it's like it's like it's almost like i did say yes to <laughs> shadowing me because then we kind of did journey together through like our careers yeah like that's so crazy like even like in our like short narrative projects yeah we would like help each other on it too yeah so for crazy. the solace documentary we um oh. We had to send in an application and we signed in or we sent the application together. Like you're supposed to send it individually, mm -hmm. but we made a video together and made it like we're a package deal. <laughs> like if you want to hire one of us, you have to hire both of us or we're both of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I freaking love that. Yeah. I hope we continue to work together and we all continue to work together. And well, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee, dude. <laughs> Frick. Guarantee. I love that is guys. honestly so heartwarming. I know. It's so nice that we're all like, yeah, even thanks after... for the shout out, Chanika. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Raina, I'm so sorry if I said no to you because I honestly, that. No, it wasn't yeah. a no. I don't think it was a no. I think it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember fully, but. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think like, I think I feel like at that time of my life, I just felt like I wasn't ready to really right. teach anybody because like you were really busy. I think too because of a school and yeah, like you were and already was, doing freelance work. And I think now I was like still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And like I felt like I was because there was another person in the ACM class who asked me to, and I told him like I forget who it was, but I told him like. I don't think I'm ready to like really teach anybody because I don't even know what I'm doing myself <laughs> and I don't want to lead people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just figuring this out the same as you guys. And I felt like, I think like I didn't want to lead you guys into like the wrong direction or influence you guys into something that you didn't want to do. No, so. but I could see why Reyna would have wanted to um, shadow you because even from my perspective, um, before you joined NMG, like my perspective of you um, before was like, oh, she's like a top-notch filmmaker. Like she knows exactly what she's doing. What? You know, she, she's shooting all this like really cool, like artsy shots of, um, I don't know, just driving in a car or like <laughs> past, past some trees. I don't know. But it was like everyone saw, everyone saw you and obviously still does see you as like a really talented filmmaker. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but now but now uh, it's just added on top of that is your derpiness well now that we work with you now <laughs> i know <laughs> now that we work with you though well now that we know the real you <laughs> that's so funny and but then now, we met hunters i know and then we met hunters <laughs> and now we're complete <laughs> i was yeah i was gonna say that us. i really liked what yeah. you said about the difference between calling and passion and how finding your passion mm. and honing in on that helped helped you kind of silence the self-doubt you were having in your head. I think that's I think that's really inspiring because mm -hmm. I think I'm still trying to find what my um or sorry, I did I say calling in passion? I meant calling in purpose. Yeah. Purpose, and finding yeah. your how you're finding your purpose kind of silence those self-doubt voices in your head. And I think I'm still trying to find mm -hmm that purpose i'm still super new in my career so i know what i want to do but figuring out like exactly what you said what i know what i want to do but who do i want to do it for and what can i contribute locally mm. while thinking globally i really like what you shared that was really cool here mm -hmm. that's really good advice for young professionals as well like just coming out of college like mm. i think 
one thing that we're always looking for is like how can we get mm-hmm. value from other people or like how can we learn more through this whereas mm-hmm. like in the mindset that you have Shaniko with what you're saying about um you know doing things to help other people i think that's if you have that kind of mindset then it'll come back to yeah. you it'll and that's come kind back of flipping the script on what yeah. all of those people who doubted you guys said right like they're like oh well you're not going to make much money from that thinking what can you get out of that job rather than what can you contribute exactly right. mm-hmm. exactly that's not why we went into it anyway exactly. yeah. yeah it's an interesting shift in mindset yeah. i think it's just like different different time you know because that's yeah i see a big shift in young professionals yeah in terms of like why they choose the career path that they choose it's less about survival Mm -hmm. and supporting yourself Mm -hmm. for the sake of supporting yourself and more so Mm -hmm. like a pack mentality like okay i like doing this how can doing what i like contribute positively to the people and community around me and i think that's a really cool generation of professionals to be around right and I feel like we need that more yeah. than ever now, especially with what's happening, because there's so much like disunity and tension and like, you know, like with the whole cancel culture thing, like if you don't see things through my through my eyes, then you're canceled. But it's just like we all have differences. And that's I finally hear the frogs. But, <laughs> but I'm it's, sorry. It's OK. <laughs> but it's like like we all have differences and we're never going to be able to ever meet someone who can see through our eyes you know like so it's just like yeah like I feel like people now need to start thinking more about others and not themselves and not be so selfish during this time because we need each other like we we literally need each other in order to survive in this world (laughs) with literally what's happening right now so right yeah. And it's all like different strengths and weaknesses too. Like we're in the creative field, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like any other, like being a doctor is something I can't be. But if that's your calling and your passion, then that's your calling and passion too. It's just that right. I, I can only do video. So that's right. what I'm doing. But like you said, we all do need each other. Like we can't all mm-hmm. be creatives, but we do need creatives and we can't all be doctors and lawyers, but we definitely right. need them too. And like we need to help each other right. out and do our part as individuals. I think a good closing statement would be, or could be, what would you say to you at 18 going into college if you can think of something just to close this out what advice would you give to your 18 year old self I think to try things because for me I was always like doubting myself on like even starting ACM there's so many things like PA jobs and I was like oh I don't know anything so I'm not going to be a PA it's like no that's why you should be a PA like you should do it like if you don't know like don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be Mm -hmm. afraid to do it because like you don't do it and then you have to figure it out yourself later and then you look even more stupid (laughs) like to not be afraid to try things because it's like I feel like I was so scared the whole time of like not knowing like going into things and not knowing, but it's like a lot of people don't know what they're doing either, but you don't know until no. you try. So I wish right. I could tell myself, like, just do it. Like, it, like you're not going to know how to do it until you try. So you have to try mm-hmm. eventually. So like, I wish I was more, you know, outgoing in that way. Mine is kind of similar to yours. I was going to say something along the lines of it's okay to have no clue. Because <laughs> I think Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think when I was 18, I put a lot of pressure on myself to figure it out as quickly as possible. And to just get going and start a job, start a career, you have to like, I had this such this pressure to figure it out right away. And I think that was both internal and external pressure coming from like family and comparing myself to other people. But I if I were to Mm -hmm. talk to my 18 year old self, first off, I'd be like, you a dumb bitch sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I've made some questionable decisions when I was 18 but um I would say it's okay just basically it's okay to not know what you're doing it's okay to be clueless you will figure it out eventually um I guess what I would say to myself is allow yourself to fail yes but also have faith 
that everything works out in a certain way for mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. My personal reason is because I know that God has a path for me, but I didn't know God back then either. But yeah, like for me, I can I I find faith and just having faith that things are going to work out in a certain way because God has said it for me in that way. Not to get religious or anything. That's just that's just what's helped me. That's it. just what that's mm-hmm. just where where my mind is at and I think that help what I think that currently helps me to um not so put so much pressure on myself, not feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And and you know it just allows me to be more comfortable and at ease with where I am currently and just know that this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, what I would say to my 18 year old self is, Hmm. Jeez. Um, honestly, I'm kind of just writing on the backs of like what everyone else said, because yeah, like I also put a lot of pressure on myself to, prove something to other people but I think like because I literally worship that like mindset I think I kind of got lost in the sauce so to speak you know and I feel like what I would say to other people or to other youngins is to not allow so many voices to influence your decisions especially if you feel very strongly about something you know as long as it's you know good (laughs) it's a good path you know what I mean like if you feel like if it's something that you love and you enjoy and it fulfills you at the end of the day like don't allow so many voices to change your mindset or to make you feel as if you're not good enough and that you're not talented enough or you're not going to be experienced enough because it comes with time. It comes with practice. It comes with a lot of dedication to whatever it is that you want to accomplish. And so I think that's what I would say. Just don't allow too many voices to influence your decisions and just pursue whatever it is that like, yeah, it sounds so corny and cheesy, but would you really want to live the rest of your life doing something to please other people or would you rather be doing something that fulfills you, you know? So that's what I, I would love say. That. I love like that too. And with that, yeah. we say goodbye. <laughs> we say it's time to go back to work. <laughs> All right. Well, that was the end of episode two of The Lunch Bunch. Thank you for joining us for lunch. Actually, this is episode one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. The last one was episode zero. Oh, that's right. Ep- <laughs> I shouldn't have named it that. It's too confusing. <laughs> All right, Kyle, sing us out. <laughs> do, 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 do. That's the lunch bunch. Do, 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 do.